Hi, this is Kev Legs Walker, and you are about to hear a podcast of an interview that appeared on Shades of Blues here on The Cat. And there will be plenty more as we delve into the archives. Sit back and enjoy. I'm delighted to say I'm now having a bit of a catch-up with Sean Murphy. Sean, are you well? I am very well, Kev. Great to talk to you. Always a joy to talk to you. And as you know, I, I messaged you about this, your new album, I'm Coming Home, I've got that as the featured album on Shades of Blues and on the other show, Recollections and Revelations. That's the first time that's ever happened. Probably the only time it will happen. So, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a good album. And the songs on there, they're not all strictly blues. There's a good no. mix in there. So it, it fits both shows, but you must be so proud of that one. I really am, and I'm so proud of the title track that I wrote with uh, Kevin McKendry, um, I'm Coming Home. It just, uh, no, the whole the whole CD turned out so well. I'm just proud of everything. So how long did it take for this album to come about, then? Uh, <laughs> the usual two or three months, uh, mostly finding the right songs that fit. Uh, in the niche that we that we wanted it to go, and then uh, once that happens, my band is such a crack band that they just went in there and in two days recorded all the tracks, um, and then I went in and recorded all the vocals in two days. <laughs> <laughs> so the band that you're using, you've you've known these guys for years. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, I've got uh, Tom Del Rossi on drums. He's my musical director. And then John, uh, dancehall doctor, John Marcus uh, on bass. Um, I got Tommy Stilwell and Kenny Kramer on guitars. And and the new kid, we call him, Anthony Sadek on keyboards, uh, is the live band. But in the studio, we use the very, very amazing Kevin McKendry, who produced it, uh, mixed it, uh, did all the keyboards, so, and then, of course, wrote the, wrote the title track with me. You were saying that the band went in and recorded their bits, and then you did your bit, so had you tried the songs out on audiences before going into the studio? You know, that's, all, that's always a really, really big dream of mine, but so far, <laughs> it's been a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Uh, you know that's my favorite way of doing things is is to go out and and um, and check it out with the audience first. I mean, I follow the Marx Brothers uh, in that regard, where they they went live and and uh, toured the country and did all their bits uh, to the audience and find out which got the best laughs. <laughs> but <laughs> but I you know it never came to fruition for me. But I still hope one day that I'll be able to do it like that. And are you going on tour with this album? Then? Yeah, we've got a few dates uh, starting up, and uh, we're accepting more dates as as time goes on. So things are looking great right now. Because you pretty well manage yourself to some degree, don't you? You haven't got a big record company behind you. No, uh, my manager and myself, we are the record company, and we do absolutely everything. So... Uh, most of the time, we're just swamped trying to do a portion of what record companies do, except take your take your money. I, <laughs> <laughs> Oops, did I say that with my outside voice? <laughs> but the musicians you use, they're not 
solely your band, are they? They play with other people and do sessions and oh. things. So I would imagine yeah. the logistics of trying to get everybody together, thats that must be a nightmare. Well, you know what? It's not too bad because um, these guys are absolute dreams to work with. And if I have a... Um, if I have a gig coming up, um, they will sacrifice whatever gig they've got to play with me. And it's been like that for a number of years. And I, I just, I am so grateful to these guys. They are just amazing. Do you still perform in and around Nashville? Um, not too much. Although um, we're going to be at this place called Cheekwood Bot Botanical Gardens, which is a uh, a fabulous place, you know, with a big, huge old mansion and uh, many gardens and flowers and exhibits and everything. And we played there well, two or three times last year. It was, uh, it, of course, it's in the sweltering heat, but, you know, the audiences are great and the place is just beautiful. Well, I was over in Nashville last year in March. One thing I noticed is Things have opened up again since the pandemic, but it was still slightly restricted. I'm guessing it's a bit more open now. Yeah, I think I, I sort of have a love-hate relationship with that kind of thinking. I, I think I'm glad that it's opening up and I'm glad that people are relaxing, but still... Um, you know, there's a, all over the world, there's a lot of resurgence happening. And so I just hope that people are taking a little bit of a precaution and not just being like face to face, you know, talking to people in that much crowd. So, you know, you could, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Mm. Well, last time I was there, I went to the Ryman Theatre. I've been in Nashville a couple of times, but never been to the Ryman. Have you ah. ever performed there? No, I haven't, but I've been there a number of times. And, of course, you know, that is the original Grand Old Opry. Mm. Uh, so uh, at one point, they they made a thing called Opry Mills, and they moved the Grand Old Opry way out to this, this humongous um, mall area off, off one of the freeways. And um, I don't know. It, it didn't really click. So uh, there's just, you know, people still want to want to play and want to go to uh the ryman because of the history and everything and it's it's got great acoustics so. yeah well i didn't know but the weekend i was there bob dylan was playing if i'd have known i'd have bought tickets for that one definitely but i mean talking of gigs you played with countless people over the years i've got an idea what the answer is going to be but what is the standout gig for you hands down Live Aid. I knew it would be. I knew it would be. <laughs> you win. <laughs> that was uh, that still holds number one spot. You know, no matter who I've I've worked with, so many great artists, but that still stands out uh, as the most incredible um, gig that I've ever been involved with. Mm. But of all the people that you played with, what's the standout performance that you've had? with various people there's you know there's some very very great moments with bob seeger i was with him for over 47 years and um and how i still remain 25 is beyond me but however <laughs> <laughs> um i'd have to say uh still the t the tour the behind the sun tour with clapton um it's 
it just you know he's he was such a joy to work with and and he allowed marcy uh, marcella detroit and i to each sing a, uh, a solo song in the set every night so um that that by far was was such a treat to have him back you up you know what i mean yeah <laughs> I mean, people in this country will know Marcella Detroit from Shakespeare's sister. Oh, yes. I think she just released uh, an anniversary um, compilation of Shakespeare's sister. Yeah, I still, I still stay in touch with her quite often. You've played with countless people over the years. Is there anybody still on your wish list? Ooh, gosh. Um, you know, I don't think so. I... I've just been so fortunate to play with the people that I have played with, and now I'm. My, I guess my wish list is just to to be continue on as a solo artist and and write great songs and keep going until I can't keep going anymore. <laughs> well, one thing you were doing, which has gone by the by at the moment, there was a sort of open mic jam night thing that you did. I wish you would have been here for that. That was, that was starting to be um, one of the best jams in Nashville, and we got a lot of attention, and, and great, great people came in, um, like the old days when they had really good invitational jams in Nashville. And what happened was there was some problem with the owner, and she had two clubs, and she did kind of a... Um, kind of a not PC thing with one of the clubs and she got shut down and right. she sold, yeah, she sold both clubs. So we had to close at that point. Cause there are some superb bars and venues in Nashville. Oh, absolutely. And, and it seems like there's more and more daily. Um, I, I need, uh, I need GPS just to drive downtown anymore. Just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, when we last spoke, we were talking about the regeneration of the city centre. And when I visited last year, you could see signs of that. There's a lot more pedestrianised areas, isn't there? Oh, yes, absolutely. And the, and it's still difficult to um, drive downtown when there's anything going on because half the streets are closed. And now uh, the Front Street Bridge is going to be closed for a couple of months because of, of uh, renovation. So um, it's <laughs> it's always a bit of a nightmare, but Uber and Lyft are probably in their glory right about, right about now. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming back to the album, the, the songs on there, there was a lot of collaborations on there. Yes. Who had the main idea? Who is the main songwriter? Do you have the ideas and you go to people, or do they come to you? Uh, I pretty much uh, pick and choose throughout uh, uh, the collection of all these wonderful songs, and and um, uh, one of the one of the songs, "Evil Memory," um, was written by uh, my guitar player. Uh, and his old partner from the Beat Daddies, uh, Tommy Stilwell, and we just loved it so much. And it's it's such a it was such a signature song uh, for them. And of course, <clears throat> Larry Grisham, who was the partner with with Tommy, who wrote this song, um, passed away last year or year before. And um, so we it was kind of a kind of a subtle tribute to to, to both those guys. Um, and of course, Tommy is 
just wailing on this song, as you can tell. Mm. <laughs> He's amazing. But um, my good friend, Paul Warren, um, who's been with Tina Turner and, and Rod Stewart and yet, yet, you know, uh, Richard Marks and just countless amount of people. But um, I, I kind of wheeled it down to two because he was such a, uh, he's such a prolific songwriter that when I heard uh, at least these first two songs, um, High Price to Pay and If You Still Love Me, uh, and then I, I was listening to some other things, I, I said, well, let's just do a Paul Warren album. We'll just sing all, the, all of his songs. <laughs> but that, then I came across uh, another friend of mine, uh, Jeff Paris, and that started another ball rolling. And I, I listened to all his material, and I went, oh, my God, how can you even choose anything? So I did end up with two of his songs as well, one, one written, co-written with uh, Tommy Castro. One More Last Time, and um, If I Knew Then was the one co-written with Tommy Castro. The day that we're recording this, the, the show that I'm going to be presenting later, the song I'm playing is Linger A Little Longer. Ooh, yes. <laughs> um, you mentioned the title track earlier on, I'm Coming Home. I played that last week, and I had to sort of take a break from it. It's from the heart. It's so well-written, well-sung. It's just almost a perfect song. Wow. Coming <laughs> from you, I take that for an amazing compliment. Thank you so much. But I mean, <laughs> is that one of your favourites, or do you just love the whole album? I do love the whole album. And I, I you know, like I always tell everybody, the, all the songs that I put on the album, they're like my babies. So I, I, it's really hard to... To pick one or two, but um, as as far as uh, linger a little longer and um, uh, too many lovers, um, both had been done by Denise LaSalle. Of course, she wrote too many lovers, but um, way back in the day um, when the Ice Age ended, I had a band in L.A. Uh, called Big Nickel, and we used to do both those songs live. Right. And I, I just came, I came across a tape of them um, about a year and a half ago. I went, wow, why haven't we, we've included these in our live show at least? And that, which never happened. But um, when I broached, you know, my, my manager, T.C. Davis, I said, look, these are two great songs and they'd be great live as well. So he said, yeah, let's do it. So we recorded them and there you go. Yeah. And Denise LaSalle is one of those artists who is sadly overlooked by a lot of people. So yes. are you fighting her cause then? I am. I'm carrying the torch right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been an absolute joy catching up with you. And hopefully when I'm over there in January, we might get to meet up if the town or city centre isn't too busy. And, yes, uh, I love it. And I look forward to the next release with eager anticipation. Cool. I would love to see you, Kev. It's been a long time. It has indeed. And I hope you enjoyed that little interview there. And there will be more as we record more for the show. And we are going to delve into the archives and pull some of the old ones out as well. So plenty more to come. And of course, if you want to hear the whole show, there is always Listen Again. I'll see you next time. Take care.